I am so, so excited to introduce to you Angela Henderson, and she is an incredible mom of two and opened up an online children's shop, and we'll hear her story and how she did it and why she did it, but here's the tricky part. Angela is still working full-time. She has her online shop and working full-time, and I'm so excited to dig in and ask her how in the world she's doing that, why she's doing that, because there's actually a very strategic reason behind that, which is very, very interesting, and how she balances that, working full-time and being a mom and an entrepreneur. So I am so, so, so excited to welcome Angela to the show. Welcome, honey. Hello. Thank you so much. Can you tell us a story how you started online? Why did you open your online shop? Sure. No worries. So I had my little one, Finley, who is now six years old. And when I first had Finley, it was very difficult to try and find good quality products that, you know, just would allow him to use his imagination um, and just be a little kid, I guess, without it being plastic or beeping or needing batteries. So, um, yes, anyways, I then started sourcing the uh, internet around the world for different products and decided to start up markets to test my idea and to see whether or not it would stick. And it's obviously stuck. So that was kind of it really in a nutshell. That's amazing. So how did you, did you have any previous knowledge of um, to start a shop, especially online? And how many years ago was that again? Right, so we started five and a half, uh, yeah, five and a half years ago, and no previous knowledge whatsoever. It was just, you know, if other people are doing it, I can do it, and I guess just started testing the waters on what worked and what didn't work. Um, started off with smaller quality or quantity, sorry, of products so that we didn't have a lot of, you know, waste, and just yeah, that was really it. No, no strategic plan at that particular stage. That's amazing. So, how old was your son when you started it? Uh, Finley was a little over a year he was. Okay, so how can you tell us a bit about making your decision to continue uh, working full time and tell us a little bit about that? Like, why did you decide to do that? And I mean, because nobody, because, okay, so let me be real, you guys. Everybody is being told by this online world of entrepreneurship that. Well, mostly a lot of people teach us that we got to take that risk. We got to jump and just quit our job and start our business. We, But you have been holding on to your job, full-time job for quite a while. Besides the fact that your business, your online shop is very successful. Yes, I guess so. there's a few reasons for that. I mean, obviously, when the United States was hit with the recession, one of the first things that, let's be honest, people are going to get rid of is extra luxury items. So for me, I guess I'm a very conservative person. And though I do agree with what some people are saying, that you do need to throw the towel in and just go for it, I think it depends on what type of business you have in order to do that. If your overheads are minimal, if you, do you know what I mean, are just producing online you know, product-like ebooks, uh, workbooks, etc., and you can churn that, well, then I think that's fine. But in the online world, when you've got an actual physical product, you have, you know, your internet, your electricity, you've got your manpower behind it, you've got your insurance. I mean, that's before you even sell anything. So I guess for me, I've always been a bit conservative. Um, I also think it's about how you structure your time. So for me, I have eight weeks of annual leave a year in Australia because you get four weeks um, annual leave and then I buy four extra weeks. 
you get sick leave. I get one day off a month because of how my rotation is. Um, I also get public holidays off. So I guess when you look at that, I'm actually at work for probably nine out of the 12 months. So for three months, I can spend, you know, when I'm on holiday, I'm with my children. So it's about just how you structure that. I also have to be honest, I also love mental health and I also love being a clinician and being in that field. And as an entrepreneur, life can be quite lonely at times. So by going to work during the day, I also get that additional stimulation, I guess, from um, different adults and doing different things. So yeah, and I feel like I'm a bit more productive at night when I'm at home um, from 7 to 10 when I do stuff for the business. I mean, I probably am more productive in that time than if I was home from uh, 8 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon because I know I only have a short amount of time to do what I need to do. Hmm, that's very interesting. very interesting perspective. Thank you so much for sharing that. So did you, when you started your online shop, how soon did it become profitable? Um, I probably have to say within the first 18 months, realistically, you know, again, it wasn't an enormous amount, but it was enough to, again, keep putting back into the business and doing more things. Um, and obviously doing your holidays with your family and doing extra stuff. So it's probably about, yeah, that 18 month mark. Um, and then have slowly grown from there. Um, but I guess it's what you're measuring. Are you measuring how much money you're bringing in to the bank? Are you measuring what you're putting back into the bank? Um, I mean, so I guess it, it depends on what your overall goal is. Um, but yeah, so it was about 18 months for us. Okay. Very, and because uh, I, I guess it's a lot more, um, it takes a, l- a little bit longer to create a profit on products that you sell physical products that you Absolutely. sell that that you don't even that you don't make because the um the the overhead is a lot greater than versus than if you would Absolutely. And I think people have, you know, when I go, when I used to go to markets, I don't go anymore. But when I used to, I'd hear people, oh my goodness, I've had such an amazing day. But I think people forget that by the time you pay for your, do you mean stall fee? And by the time you pay for your, um, the cost of the product, I mean, you only really make about 20% of that. So if I have a thousand dollar day, I'm actually only taking home for my family $200. So there's a significant difference about you know, I think perception in the in the world that we live in and, and work in about how much money people are actually making. Hmm. Very, very interesting. And thank you so much for bringing this perspective because a lot of people, you know, they think, oh, wow, she's selling thousands of products. But really, you're not really, it's a little bit from each product. It's not, in, not adding up to millions of dollars. So very great perspective, very realistic perspective. So I appreciate you sharing that. Now, so a lot of our guests, uh, go through an application process in order to be featured on the Mompreneur Show. And to be honest, I'm pretty picky about who I choose. And I want to really make sure to have the best of the best mompreneurs who really show an incredible example and maybe a different view of mompreneurship. Because so far, we've only had people who own online businesses who do not work on the side. And I think that Angela brings such a beautiful perspective here is that you, know, you can have an outside job and online business. Now, Angela, in your application and back to the application process, um, you shared a little story about um, what was your biggest um, difficulty. I think I forgot how I worded it, but something that you had trouble with um, when you started uh, your business and um, how you balanced children and your business. Can you share that? Do you know what example I'm talking about? Can you share that with us? 
Yeah, I the think shipping. you're talking about the, the example shipping. about just packing orders and the yes. going, you know, mom, are you going to come and play? Please t- that- please share with us. Yes, that's exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. <gasps> right. So I guess when you start, everything's slightly crazy, but it wasn't until obviously the kids started to get a little bit older and I guess they started being able to identify their environment and mom's working, mom's working. And I remember Finley coming in one time and just going, mommy, can you just put the stuff down and just come and play? And so for me, that was a big turning point going, whoa, hold on. I obviously don't have this work-life balances, uh, balanced as I'd like. So that was a big turning point. So for me, I've had a, I'm a bit OCD. So structure is kind of key to me. So what I did is, you know, if I'm, if I have a day off with the kids, I have a day off with the kids. And so orders, unfortunately, would have to wait. So I then, if that means I stay up later, I stay up later. So I try very, very hard to make sure that now, because obviously he identified that I was working too much, that my time's with them, the phone's down, the computer's down. But in addition to that, we've now moved to a fulfillment center. So everything is obviously no longer in our home and everything gets processed elsewhere, which has been a huge relief for our family. But obviously it's taken time for us to get to that point to need a fulfillment center. Hmm. Very interesting. And I love that perspective. And so was it expensive, uh, expensive to get a fulfillment center? Um, yeah, the, I mean, they all have their pros and cons, but I guess um, every time an order comes through, they get a um, handling fee. And then on top of that, every time an, or, or an item from an order has to be done, it's called picking. So it's kind of like if you had an apple basket and you went around picking apples, similar thing to have our basket. And then per order, they pick the items off the shelf. So each item that's picked also gets charged a fee depending on if it's less than like 10 pounds or more than 10 pounds or kilos depending on what country you're in um so yeah so it it can be a little bit expensive we're still dabbling with that because you also pay for shelving so you know you spend a couple hundred dollars a week in shelving and so that's obviously before you even have an order so we're still new to the fulfillment center side of things we're only in our fifth sixth month um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot better in that I've got a lot more quality of time. So I guess you have to measure spending a little bit, but, um, your quality of time is a lot more precious than that. So, yeah, I, I completely, completely agree. Very interesting. So what does your day look like? like? Can you share with us? Cause, oh my goodness, before I even ask you that, can you share with us, uh, what time it is right now in Australia? Right, so it is 3.30 a.m. Brisbane time in Australia. So, yeah, slightly early, but I wanted to be on the show because I love what you do. So anything for you, hon. You're so sweet. And and since this is our first live show on Facebook, we've been having difficulties, of course, and Angela has been so, so patient and so kind and waking up at 2.20 in the morning just for this show is it means so much to me and everyone watching Angela so you are amazing thank you so much so now how do you balance everything what does your day look like like do you usually get up by 2 20 a.m no 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 not normally uh so yeah so I'm normally up around 5 45 in the morning the kids will be up at 6 it's breakfast and then they're out the door with my hubby at around 6 30 6 45 to hit school and daycare at which stage I hop in the shower real quick and I'm on the road by seven in the morning because I've got a 45 minute drive to where my job is. And then I work until, yeah, about four o'clock, head back home and I walk in the door at five. And from five o'clock until 7.30, the phone is down and I'm all about the kids. So whether or not that's homework, getting dinner, preparing lunches, 
just having some cuddle time, bath, reading, you know, um, it's really about quality of time versus quantity of time for me. Um, so that again, I'd rather them uh, nurture those memories and be with me and be present. Um, so yeah, so for that full time, they've got my undivided attention. And then from around 7.30 to about 10.30, depends when I crank it out. With the work, I do stuff for the business, and then obviously I go to sleep. But when I say I, there's also a team. It's not just me. So, you know, I've got people uh, that work on my design, my SEO, help me upload products. So obviously I'm now at that stage where I'm able to afford people to help. So, yeah, there's there's not it's not just me. So I want to make sure that people know that there's no I in team. Uh, or, yeah, is that right? No, I and team. Yeah, so it's, it's not just me, and I want to make sure that uh, my team gets recognized for the work that they do. Wow, that's that's beautiful. And 45-minute drive there and for, uh, back. And then how do you – so, okay, so we as moms, we hear this all the time, um, where put your phone down, leave it outside the room, but how do you actually do it without just – saying I just do it like what is the process like how do were you able to come home from work and be able to completely focus on your children without thinking oh I gotta you know reach out to this manufacturer or that I gotta do this like how how do you do that I guess the biggest thing is you have to think about um, our generation is very addicted. So again, from a mental health perspective that I work in, um, the addiction around the phone, internet is actually quite significant. And we're in in the DSM-5, which we look at doing, uh, we use for diagnostic tools. One of our diagnostic tools is that, you know, uh, social media is on, you know, on the radar and the phone usage. So I guess for me, it's about... When you see my, when I would see my children looking at the phone or making those comments, you're on your phone again, mom, that really at the end of the day, when we're running our business, when we're 60 years old or 70 years old and we're in an old folks home, um, I hope that I've been able to role model to my children that being on your phone is not as important as being with your family. So I guess it's about what I hope my family will treat me later on in life. And the only way that we're going to break that pattern is by doing it ourselves. So I guess I, yeah, I'm just a bit strict with, I'm not saying that I don't use the phone to ever capture a moment if we're doing something or take a selfie with them, but it's not about then going, okay, I now have to you know, tweet this and um, Instagram this and put this on Facebook. I'll do that later on. That is so powerful. And I love what you said. I want um, my family to treat me what, can you repeat that again? Like in the future? Yes, no, I just, yeah, I just want my family to treat me as I'm their priority and not their phone mm-hmm. because I'm assuming that technology is only going to continue to grow and to, uh, continue to grow over the years. So for me, is I need to know that um, just as I'm making them a priority, that I hope that by role modeling, they will make me their priority later on in life when I need them. That is so beautiful. And um, I really appreciate you um, sharing this, Angela. And I know that so many listening are like, oh my goodness, this is me. Like yesterday we had um, family come over and, you know, s- s- most of us were on our phone. And then I'm um, not, of course, not the whole time, but um, it's just, it's so frustrating because I came to a realization that like, you know, this is the age where um, we're literally addicted, like you mentioned, to our devices, and we don't really realize that. And it's interesting because talking to my kids about this, they say, Mama, you're always on your phone. And that's just so heartbreaking to me. And I really appreciate you sharing that. And by the way, um, Angela, you're sharing this from a very scientific 
perspective because you're a psychologist by education, right? Yeah, so I'm a social, a clinical social worker by trade. So yeah, I did my practice in North Carolina, actually, and then I've moved over to Australia. So yeah, so I mean, yeah, it, it's, it is another form of addiction, especially in young children, for example, they're getting anywhere or they're sending anywhere from, you know, 800, 1000 text messages a day, then they put their phones down. And then once they put their phones down, they, they wake up in the morning, and no one's text them or no one's commented on Facebook. So then anxiety triggers for them, because they think people don't like them. Um, you know, etc, etc. So yeah, it is looking to be you know, a, a form of, you know, addiction. It's and I don't think people realize that it's, uh, it's a, going to be quite hard addiction to break. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's huge. And so Angela, how would you say like, I mean, since we're talking on the, uh, on the whole topic of cell phones and, um, children and moms, um, how would you, what would you recommend for us moms to do? What kind of, should we, should we create triggers in our life? How should we, um, break from this addiction, being addicted to cell phones and Instagram and really pay attention to your children? Cause I, I know that you shared, again, I want to reference back to your children, like putting them as a priority over your phone. Cause sometimes my kids are playing around me and I'm on my phone. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not putting them as a priority. My phone is more important at this moment, which is horrible, which is not what I want them to think. So do you have any, any advice for us? Again, it's like any form of addiction, do you know what I mean? It's, we call it harm minimization. So instead of going complete cold turkey, which we know doesn't normally work and can backfire, mm-hmm. it's about reducing how much time you're spending on your phone. So there's a few apps, sorry I didn't prepare for that, but if you Google apps and it will monitor how much time you're on Facebook and how much time you're on Instagram, so that's a really good, you know, tool that you can try but also I read a blog article once and I've been meaning to test it out myself but even though your kids are playing at or playing around you there is this mom who put her phone down and took a piece of paper and she just tallied how many times her kids looked at her in their at her um wanting their approval so they might be playing with play-doh but then look up and kind of want to be validated like hey look at what I've done mom and she tallied how many times that they looked at her and through that she realized that by being on her phone she missed do you know what I mean do you mean hundreds of opportunities to connect with their child because you know the mom didn't actually see that connection because she was looking at her phone so you know it, it might be something that you trial just get a piece of paper out put your phone away for 30 minutes you know and then just look at how many times your kids are seeking your approval and guidance and support so yeah this is huge. Steps. I will totally do that. And so, for example, if they're playing uh, with Play-Doh on the table, do I sit with them at the table too or kind of to the side? You know, just sit with them as if you didn't mean we're fully there. But, um, I, I mean, you can get in. So play with them, do whatever, roll it. But just keep in your mind how many times do they look up at you and gaze into your eyes? How many times do they touch your hand? Because, again, physical connection is just as, as important as emotional connection. So, again, they long, do you know what I mean, to have that touch from you um, and want to be with you and to feel that you're present with them. So you, you'll know what I mean once they start, you know, they'll look at you and, hey, mommy, do you yeah. like this? What color? Or do you like mommy? Those are all the little things that you would start to tally because you're, they're asking you questions. Yeah, things like that. I know exactly what you mean because my kids do that all the time. It's like they're seeking approval. They're seeking um, that that proud look on mama's face that, yeah, you did it or that's beautiful. Or they're, 
they're always seeking that. You're right. And I, Angela, I'm totally going to take your advice and I'm totally going to do that. Sit down and just tally how many times they, uh, look, look up and ask, uh, seek approval and, or touch my hand or just gaze into my eyes. And I encourage those of you watching, mama, if you're watching and you heard this really interesting concept, do it. Like I really encourage you to, to sit down, take a piece of paper, grab a pen and just write down how many times you see your child look up at you and seek that contact with you even though they're doing their own little thing they still seek approval from us moms and if we were on the phone we would not be able to see it and you know even if if sometimes i am on my phone and they're like mom 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 and i'm just like yeah and it's like that is not that is not okay. This is not what our children deserve. They deserve so much more from us. And I really appreciate your perspective, Angela. And I encourage you, if you're watching, take the challenge. Like, take and let me know if you're going to do it. Like, let me know in the comments. I'm watching the comments here. Let me know if you're actually going to do this, um, what Angela suggested. And Angela, again, um, this is huge. I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, I know we don't talk about this kind of stuff often. And it's so helpful that you're, um, you work in the field and you're able to give us this beautiful perspective. Now let's move away from that a little bit, unfortunately, and move towards, uh, travel. Like I noticed that you recently went to Chris Ducker's uh, think tropical think tank and you had an uh, incredible experience there. Um, my friend Lane Kennedy was there too, and I, I think you, uh, you're friends with her too as well. And tell yes, us the experience. Lady. How did you, how were you able to leave your children? How were you able to arrange that? And if travel and these kind of events help your business? Yes, yeah, so I guess it's about being choosy and, and, and understanding which is going to bring the most value to myself, but also how can I give value to other people? Mm-hmm. So for me, Tropical Think Tank uh, is, yes, slightly more expensive than hopping down to, say, the Gold Coast or down to Sydney. However, you are um, it's in a very intense five days surrounded by some of the most amazing entrepreneurs from all different backgrounds. So for me, you know, my husband's very understanding. Also, I get time off of work. I use my annual leave to go over there and do that. Um, And then I obviously just, you know, prep the kids. You know, mommy's going away. This is what it looks like. You know, call them every day when I'm over there. But I also think that when you go away and do things like this, again, you're role modeling to your kids that it's okay to put yourself first at time and it's okay to learn new things and it's okay to go outside of your comfort zone. So obviously using simple language to talk to your kids. But again, they'll remember things like that. Um, And hopefully I'll uh, embed some of that into my own kids, you know, when they get a bit older. Um, But, you know, going to Truffle Think Tank was great. It was a no-brainer for me. Uh, So, you know, we just saved money in order to go over there. And some of the ideas that have come from that um, and what we'll be able to implement in the next, you know, 12 months will be big. So, yeah, no, it was very, it was amazing. Wow. So how, how long did you go for? Um, so I decided that if I was going to go, I was going to make it worth my while and to have some, I guess, self-care. Because I think one of the biggest things that we don't do in motherhood is self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went two days, no, three days prior to the event. And then I was there for the event for five days. And then I stayed for two days after. So I can kind of digest everything that and process everything that um, I just, you know, taken on board through the event. See, so I was gone for three, five, eight, nine, ten days, twelve days. I was gone, 
all up. So, um, and then I had a, I had a layover in Hong Kong and things like that. So yeah, so about 12 days, my mother-in-law was able to fly up, you know, and help my husband out. So, um, yeah, no, so it was, it was good and it was relaxing and yeah, it's what you make it. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I completely agree on the whole taking some time off after the event. I absolutely love events, but when I go, I get on such a high. And then if I go back to reality, back home right away, it's really hard to get back into the groove of things. But if I take a few, like, I mean, not, okay, I I, I wasn't able to take a few days, um, but I know that taking stepping aside and really taking taking in what you've learned what you've written down and going through your notes and really creating maybe even a plan for how you're going to apply this information to your business is is absolutely brilliant so i'm so happy you were able to do that take your time and really reflect on the incredible things that you can do for your business now let's move away again and let's talk a little bit about techie stuff because I know there are some moms that are watching us that have online shops as well and maybe they want to know some of the um, techie side of things. Now, if you're watching us live right now, I would love if you can comment below on Facebook and just ask a question. Ask any questions that you'd like that um, you you will find helpful and I'm sure that they will be helpful for other mompreneurs watching. So now, Angela, uh, what kind of... Um, selling platform do you use for your online shop and how did that um, grow um, into different tools or did you start off with a certain tool in the beginning can you tell us a little bit about that process right so our website was initially created I guess just it was a custom-made site so it was coded and it was really really hard and it didn't work with SEO and Google and then we moved over to a WooCommerce site um, through WordPress and yeah and that platform has been great because it's really easy to upload your products do your meta descriptors do your SEO look for your focus keywords because I think sometimes in business people think just because you have an online shop means that your sales are gonna come what people don't understand, and I wish, you know, I've thought about creating a book around it because I think it's, for those new businesses, it's really hard to know exactly what you need to do in a condensed space. So, you know, every product needs to have a keyword, you know, that's attached to that. So if it's um, baby blankets, that keyword needs to be embedded throughout your description. Um, you also then need to, um, every product description has to be unique or else Google potentially penalizes you. So if I have five blankets and one's pink, one's green, one's orange, etc., um, you can't just copy and paste the same product description for each item. They actually have to be unique per item. Um, so that do you mean also, it's just those little things that, um, I don't think people realize actually have a huge input impact on how you rank with Google. So, uh, yeah, so WooCommerce and WordPress is what we utilize, um, and it works brilliantly. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the SEO and how, was it really um, important for your for your boutique, and what are some strategies that you use that helped you um, rank those products higher? Right, so that's one element that I outsource because it's just mm -hmm. not, I mean, again, I work with mental health, and I can work with a suicidal client or a homicidal client, but SEO is not something that my brain, do you know what I mean, does very well. So I know a little bit, but I do outsource to a wonderful uh, team there. So they do the research for me to see what's ranking. So there's different tools that they use, like Moz, I believe is one of the tools that they use. 
Um, so they'll just type in, say, I don't know, baby blanket or uh, educational toys or ebooks or whatever it is that we're trying to rank for and see where we sit. Obviously, because I'm Australian based, we're versus, you know, I mean, in the United States, things can be different also um, because we're ranking in different countries. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know. No, 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 this is, no, this is great. This is very helpful. Thank you so much. And, um, I know the, the fact that you're using the WordPress uh, platform and WooCommerce on it is, is awesome. And I really appreciate you saying that because, you know, there's so many tools out there, but, um, sometimes, sometimes things don't work out or everybody uses all these different tools and, and there, there are moms that are in the middle, like who are watching us in the middle of trying to choose which one works. And, um, who knows, maybe they'll follow your, um, your footsteps and use what you're using WooCommerce for WordPress. Now, um, let, let's move on. And Sharon uh, has a question. And Sharon is the is an, an an owner of an online children's boutique as well. She sells the cutest clothing ever, and it's called Eden and Faith. And in fact, she also named it after her children, which you oh, named boy. yeah Finley after um, your son, which is so precious. Um, and Sharon asks, I noticed you have a lot of people on your Facebook site. How are you reaching those people with the new way Facebook works for business? That's such a great question. Thank you, Sharon. Sure. Um, I guess there's a guy that I'm in a tropical think tank called Lou Mangello, and his mm-hmm. um, presentation was around hugs and handshakes. And I thought at the beginning, I thought, what is this guy going on about? You know, I paid big money to be here. What's going on? However, his speech is the thing that actually sticks with me, and it's about relationships. Um, it, it, that's really what it comes down to. Facebook can continue to change their algorithm. Facebook can continue to throw us curveballs. But at the end of the day is we try to leave no comment left behind. We're not perfect, but that's, you know, especially during the week, we try to make sure that every comment is answered. We try to ask our audience what it is that they want. Because if, if you have a platform and your audience is there, but I go and put up, I don't know, cooking all the time, but cooking isn't what my audience likes, well, then I'm not going to engage them and I'm going to lose them. So through the years, I've just gone, you know, what are the things you're struggling with? And they'll go bam, bam, bam. And then I'll do content around that. Also, keep in mind that um, Facebook loves live, hence what Vicky's doing. Facebook loves that. They will, um, I guess, honor that for you. So don't be scared to get behind your phone. I don't know how many times I've been in my Canadian top sitting on my son's bed, um, just doing a live show from there, asking questions. The reach is phenomenal. So do that. Um, connect with your fans and also produce good content that you can share on Facebook. So we go live with probably about one to three new blog posts every week, which again, not only does Google like, um, but also Facebook likes it because it's not going to be a duplicate mem that's going around going viral or, you know, another recipe that's been shared a million times. It's fresh content and you'll get rewarded for that. So that's how I'm able to, I guess, keep things engaged. Also be mindful that just because um, it may look like people haven't commented or, or um, it doesn't look like a big reach is happening on someone's page, it actually can, the amount of times someone clicks through on a blog article. So someone may only like a post, say five people like your post, but you've had 2,000 people click through. Google or Facebook will still reward you in the reach. Um, so looks can be deceiving also sometimes. Very interesting. And thank you so much for sharing that because we're getting so uh, 
frustrated and unmotivated with Facebook because there's only three likes and zero comments and it, it gets really, but then Facebook shows you how many people it reached as well uh, in your analytics, which is really, really helpful. And uh, Angela, you are such a great Facebooker. I don't know if that's a, a way that I can say this, but um <laughs> You really, really interact with your audience. And one of the things that I notice is that you do a ton of video and not necessarily Facebook live, but I went through some of your videos and you actually take a product and show it how it works. Like I, I especially love the video where you showed the huge um, Lego bag, which is fascinating. My kids love mm-hmm. Legos. And whenever they place all over the floor, then they have to put it back in the bin. And I love the bag f- unfolds like a blanket. They can do whatever they want with those Legos, spread them all over that huge blanket. And then you just pull the trigger. Well, you just pull on it and it c- collects together. And I would have never known if it if there wasn't a video and you do that very, very often and very real, very like in the moment, Hey guys, you know, this is what, and you, you, you could really, really tell how much time you really put into uh, educating your children because they have all these great toys and you're playing with them and you're really setting such a beautiful example. And I think just looking at what you're doing with, with Facebook is really inspiring and tells me that's why you're successful. That's why, because you have that connection with your, uh, with your customers. Wouldn't you say so? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the connection is key to me. And again, one of the things I'll say is just because, I mean, it's taken us a long time. I mean, we've been in business almost six years to get to where we're at. So I guess don't feel discouraged. And this is the biggest thing that I took away. Numbers is there, yes, and it does help, I guess, with getting sponsors and things like that. But at the end of the day, people get so discouraged with numbers. And Lou Mangello, again, at the conference said to us, if you're at home, if you only, uh, if you do a webinar, you're doing live like you are now, and you go, oh my goodness, only 30 people tuned in today. I'm a bit devastated. Don't be devastated because if someone rolled into your house, rang your doorbell, and 30 people showed up at your house, well, that's a freaking party. So, you know, um, I think there's this um, false uh, security, I guess, around numbers, and we need to be mindful that it's better to have, uh, again, just like I say about my children, I'd rather have quality time with them than quantity. And so, um, yeah, it's the same thing with, you mean, our our fans, our friends that I consider to call them. yeah, that are there, you know, it's better to nurture, nurture smaller numbers than larger numbers. And if they're going to leave, let them leave because you don't want them in your community and tribe anyways. I love that. I love that um, you mentioned what Lou Mangello said that um, if 30 people would show up to your house, it's a party. And I completely agree. It really puts things into perspective. And it's interesting. Sometimes when we first started the show, um, you know, we would have 40 people on live and I'd be like, only 40 people watched us. But then it's like, I think about it and it's really 40 people in a room is a lot of people. And so, um, those of us watching, those of you watching, um, uh, mama, if you're being discouraged by your numbers or by the, how many likes you get on Instagram or on Facebook, don't be discouraged and really focus on that relationship building. Like Angela said, it's, it's really about connecting with your customer one-on-one instead of like, for example, I'm really trying to, when I'm on video, talk to you as the viewer, as one. That's why I often say mama. And I know you guys slips in all the time because I'm like, you guys, you guys, and which is not good. I'm, 
I'm referring to you as a large audience, which you are, but really you're not all sitting huddled together and watching my show. You're individually sitting in your homes and watching the show. And I try really hard to refer to you as you as an individual watching my show. And I think that that's how, that's the kind of perspective that you need to take on your customer. It's your customer. Like Angela said, it's your friend and not a fan. And I really, really appreciate that uh, perspective, Angela. Thank you so much. No worries. So we're going to wrap up because it is about time. And Angela, I really, really appreciate you for coming on at, goodness gracious, at 2.30 in the morning. But I do want to ask you a little bit about your digital products before we wrap up. I know that you sell you sell physical products, uh, toys that are made by huge manufacturers, maybe mom and pop shops that you cater. But you also started selling online digital products. Can you share uh, with us a little bit about that and what made you move into that direction and how it's going and where can we find those digital products? Sure. So again, it's always about um, providing back to your audience. And so even though I'm selling products, the people at my audience are moms pretty much. And so why why don't I have products that can equally complement some of the things that they're looking for? So one of the things that I started after going to Pro Blogger, an event here in Australia, was uh, 30-day challenges. So our first 30-day challenge was just before in November last year. So we started promoting it in October. It went live November 1st so that people could implement it in December. And that was 30 days, 30 ways to create Christmas, um, basically, traditions and memories with your kids. And each day we gave a little snippet of something that you could do with your kids. So like sugar cookie decorating, building a gingerbread house, etc. Um, and then what we did from there is then we turned those 30-day challenges into an ebook, So those that didn't do the challenge could still have an opportunity to have that knowledge at their fingertips, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so we're, launch- we're going into that. I also did the 30 days, 30 ways to connect with your kids. So if you are looking at, you know, trying to put down your mobile phone and connect with your kids, it's about, again, uh, quality of time versus quantity of time. So we give um, every day an actionable little bite-sized thing you can do with your kids that would take no more than 10 minutes. But again, you're being present and in the moment with them. Um, and we're just in the middle of, it wraps up in six days, our 30 days, 30 way self-care challenge for moms. Um, because again, I don't think we take care of ourselves and how do we have enough energy to take care of our family and our partners if we don't have enough energy to take care of ourselves. And then obviously we will launch the ebook in June 1st. But very exciting, we also will be launching our first uh, self-care workbook for moms, which is really simple. But it helps to give you guys a little bit of, uh, I guess, clarity around some of the things that you may or may not be doing and how you can do things a little bit better and give you some tools around that. Some evidence-based stuff also going in there, looking at the self-care wheel and things like that. So, yeah, so we um, yeah are going in that, but it's also another avenue for revenue. So you may have an out cost at the beginning, but then, again, you can just resell it. You can do and repurpose it at all the times. So, yeah, you can find any of our information at Finley and Me, www.finley, and that's F-I-N-L-E-E and A-N-D-M-E dot com dot A-U. And also, we've just started to take on some clients um, one-on-one coaching. So if you guys do ever have any questions or anything like that, I'm also happy to do and have a chat with you to see whether or not I'd be able to help your business grow. So, yeah. Angela, I'm so I know I'm supposed to be wrapping up right now, but can I like go back and uh, and kind of like pick at the things that you just mentioned? So first of all, I love that you said 
quality over quantity because sometimes I'm home with my kids all the time and I homeschool them and, and I spend a lot of time with the kids, but some days are so busy and the kids are with me. They're at home. I'm watching them and taking care of them. But I feel like they're just in the background. Like I'm here. I am so proud of myself that I'm home with my children all this time. And they're spending this, this, not necessarily time with me, but they're with me all this time, but they're not getting that quality time with me. And I really appreciate you sharing that with, with us, that quality over quantity is huge. And another thing is, is that, um, so how any business, practically any business can take whatever they've learned from their physical business, what I mean, physical product selling and apply digital products to any business. And I love how creative you are because most of your, I mean, practically all of your customers are moms, correct? That's correct. And yes. so you, yes, it's moms. Yeah. And you're catering to them by selling them a, a, a PDF, which has a already written out plan for the whole month on how to connect with a child or how to um, do different activities with your child. And I love that because actually I was just thinking, thinking the other day, like, is there a curriculum? Like I have a math curriculum and I do every day with, with my Sam. I do a little bit every day. It's already set for me. Is there something like that out there for other things? And I love that you are, that you're filling that gap with, um, with the things that moms can do in the crafts. And, and I really appreciate that. Now, uh, sorry, moving on. I want to also put an emphasis on what you said towards the end that you also do coaching and that's absolutely beautiful. So you've already done the work. Like Gary Vaynerchuk says, you already got your fingers dirty and you actually did the work. You created a beautiful business, a successful business, business, and now you go on teaching others how to do the same. Can you share us a bit, oh, can you share with us a little bit about the transition that happened there and um, maybe how moms who do the same can potentially do the same with a their successful business, whatever they do, they can also do coaching as well. Can you share with us that transition? See, so it's still in its very uh, early infancy stages, but I guess it's about going, you know, people always say, how, can, how do you do this? How do you do that? Why did you do that? Yeah. And I just go, even when I go to Amazon and I look at what's available to try and help people, you know, get into business, it's still not very practical. I feel like it's a very generic, oh, get a website. But, well, well, how do I get a website? Where, where do I go to get a website? And then, okay, well, now that I've got a website, now what do I need? Well, you're going to need a graphic designer and you have your brand taken care of and your logo. All right, well, I've got that, but who, who am I going to host my website on? So just because you have a domain doesn't mean that you've got the host. And okay, well, now I've got product, but just because you have product doesn't mean that you've got SEO to help rank you with Google. All right. So it's one of those things that I thought, well, hold on a minute. They actually aren't giving, I don't feel that they're giving the community the bigger picture on things. Um, and just because you have one piece doesn't mean you have the other piece to make the whole puzzle come together. So, yeah, so it's just one of those things that, you know, I'm testing the waters at the moment um, to see whether or not there is value in, you know, I mean, being able to give back to the community. Um, and I also think holding all that information, there's enough, there's room in the world for everyone to have a business. Um, so I think it's about more nurturing those relationships and giving some of that knowledge back. 
Um, but obviously because it's so much knowledge and it's, it does take time to put worksheets together and do things like that, obviously it's a paid service, um, you know, because, yeah, because if not, I mean, we all have mortgages to pay at the end of the day. So, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. Still very infancy stages, um, but hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, there'll be some things happening in the near future also. Oh, Angela, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm so excited for you. You have so much knowledge and you are such a kind kind woman with such a big heart and I know that the clients that you work with and will work with uh, are so happy with you and to be working with you and it's funny I want to mention this is that oftentimes we say oh I'm a DIYer I can do this on my own no worries but you have to it's so interesting somebody uh, mentioned this uh, some kind of business person said that in order to succeed in business you have to have two things time, lots and lots of time or money. And you have to pick one or the other most of the time. So in your, in, in our case, as if like, if a mom would want to hire you who is starting an online shop, selling whatever it is, um, she either has to have a lot of time and give it me, you know, 18 months, a year, two years to make, to be, become profitable or she can pay you to teach her how to do it much quicker. And so um, there's definitely not, there's no better choice, but I love that um, it's just catered to whatever person wants and needs at that time and moment. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Can I also just add though that, Please you know, do. I think people go, it's going to save me time and money and I'll just pick away at it, pick away at it. But again, time to me is the biggest commodity that anyone can have. So if someone has the knowledge and it, you might have to pay for that knowledge, but if it's going to help you grow, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Faster than waiting 18 months. I think there's, those are the things that I think people have to look at. Like if I would have known what I know now, I absolutely would have had do you mean some mentors and outsource a lot quicker, but I didn't know at the time. So I guess it's about, um, yeah, think about your hours and how much are you paying yourself to sit there and try and figure it out. And if you're giving yourself, quote unquote, even if it's a fake wage at the beginning, um, still give your time a dollar figure now and think what it is you're worth because uh, it might actually save you time and money in the long run. Very interesting. And, and this also comes into house cleaning and housekeeping. Like if you're making $50 an hour, you can pay somebody $10 an hour to come clean your house for two hours every couple of days or every week or whatever. So I really love that perspective. Angela, unfortunately, our time has come to nice. an end. And I am so thankful to you for joining us today and for bringing so much value, so much knowledge to me and to the moms listening so you no guys will listen. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much. And please join us live next time every single Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be here now live on Facebook. So I hope that you can set your alarm on every single Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific or if you're Eastern, 1 p.m. And come join us every single Monday. We have more guests lined up for you um, every single Monday. And they're absolutely absolutely incredible just like Angela and if you would like to see our previous episodes join us at mompreneurshow.com and that is where you will find dozens of episodes of incredible mompreneurs that are changing the world while raising beautiful families all right again thank you so much for joining us I am Vicky Lashenko signing off 
And oh, let me see. Let me get my name in the frame. There you go. <laughs> I'm Vicky Lachenko signing off. And if you're watching the replay, thank you so much. Although it's not as exciting as watching it live. I hope you will join us live next time. And mompreneurshow.com for more episodes. All right. Thank you again so much. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.